So here we are, yet another lovely week of Scissors and Scrubs, fresh off of our rectal episode. Yes. Um, love to know how you guys think about that. Mm-hmm. It, we're we're going to put a little plea out this week because we are looking to get big. We're looking to build our podcast, and it's it's hard to do. You, it's all a numbers game. Yeah. So if you like us, you want to hear more from us, please go on any of your iTunes. Um, if you find us on iTunes, go on and give us a review. Yep. Subscribe, rate us. The reviews are kind of important iTunes looks at these reviews. They look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. The more numbers we have, they'll put us on a chart so that people can just, they don't have to search search for us. They'll yeah. just find us. Um, so we'd appreciate any help you can give us by giving us some reviews. Yes. That being said, mm-hmm. we are starting our Halloween episode. Ooh. Halloween is my favorite. I can tell by your pants. I love, if you can't see my pants, I have my spiderweb pants on. I love Halloween. I love, love, love Halloween. I it's it's a very neck and neck with Christmas. I love Halloween that much. Wow. I almost could charge admission to my house this year because of all the decorations. Gotsies that oh. are in my house. Yeah. There's a lot. I think I have a face up in the window. <laughs> One of my it. son's friends was like, Jesus, you guys do a lot. And this is literally goes because my mother, she just slaps a pumpkin on the porch <laughs> and calls it a day. I was like Okay, well, I guess your mom doesn't like Halloween like I do. I'm kind of a nut about it. Um, so much for nut. I, as I told you, took my entire family to the Lizzie Borden house mm-hmm. yesterday. Which, for me, I was like, it was like Christmas time. I'm like, Lizzie Borden's house. I've been trying to get there my whole life. And <laughs> It's I, in the state of Massachusetts. I know, okay. but it's down in that. I know. Ball we don't River. Go Who goes yeah. down there? Nobody goes down there. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. So I go down and we did the tour it, I was like a kid in a candy store. I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it and found out my daughter is as deranged as I am. Mm. We literally reenacted the father Lizzie Borden scene on one of the couches <laughs> and took pictures. I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and then we went to this really, um, it looked like it was going to be really sketchy. We pulled up mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I don't know if we should eat here. He's like, my husband's like, give it a try. I'm like, I, I don't know, this place looks really sketchy. Yeah. I thought, you know, you're going to go in, it's going to be filthy. There's going to be a layer of dust. It was it's going to have carpet on the floor. Pristine when we went yeah. in. Portuguese food. Never had mm. Portuguese food. God damn, it was good. Mm. Whew, it yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to topic. So this week is a hodgepodge. We got a little bit of everything coming yeah. in. We were initially going to do haunted hospitals. Yes. Until we realized how incredibly boring it is because it's the same thing over and over. There's nobody, a lady floating down a hall. Yeah. Sometimes Literally they nobody has. Yeah. It's more the history of the place that you're going to get than right. you're going to get of anything scary. So I moved on to grave robbing <laughs> and natural progression. And two guys who took it a little too far. Mm-hmm. And Laura moved on to what are you doing? I found this article and it's about like things that go wrong on Halloween and the ED visits they see and right. how to prevent those from happening to you. So right. kind of like this back to the summer series. Kind of a little bit. Like yeah. things not to do on Halloween. Right. So um we're gonna we're gonna throw a little bit of stuff at you, a little bit of fun stuff. All right. Being Halloween, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about resurrectionists. Resurrectionists. I've never heard that word about it. I know. Well, you're going to learn all about Can't them wait. tonight. So grave robbing and resurrectionists are completely connected. Grave robbing goes back as far as 1319, um, where you have Leonardo da Vinci dissecting 30 corpses, but nobody really knows where these corpses oh. came from. Okay. They're not, they weren't in big demand. Like you couldn't. Just get a corpse. Maybe then, because they had the plague going on, so maybe mm, they were probably, probably not dead. Around. You could get yeah. it, but that's just... Anyway. So, 
now you're talking there's a need for cadavers since the third century BC. Mm -hmm. Due to most religious beliefs about uh, desecration of corpses, dissection was usually not done. Or if it was done, if you have any of these things, it's done in secret because nobody wants their loved one dissected. Right. So it starts to change in the UK in 1506 when a King James IV of Scotland, I have no idea where he falls in the whole scheme of kings, he gave royal patronage, oh. I want to be royal patronaged, to the barber surgeons. And he, oh, I'm losing my place. Okay, the barber surgeons of Edinburgh, allowing them to dissect the, quote, bodies of certain executed criminals, unquote. Oh. So England follows quickly, because England does everything everybody else does. No, oh, I, I said geez. that out loud, didn't I? Yep. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. We follow actually you, because all of our towns here are named after them. Right. Yeah. Yep. But we just put new in front of it, make it sound different. Mm -hmm. England follows in 1540 with Henry VIII giving patronage to the company of barber surgeons, allowing them access to four executed felons per year. Wow. Charles II later increases it to six felons per year, which really, when you're dissecting, it's not a lot not of felons a lot, per no. year. You need a few more felons yeah. to get that going. So in comes Elizabeth. And they hung like everybody, so. Oh, yeah. Well, they would rather have been disemboweled than been sent to the barber surgeons to get dissected. People thought it was just horrific, the thought of being dissected. Oh, no. I'd rather be dissected. After I think dead. you probably should have just been like, look at you're a criminal. I'm going to give your family like $1,000. When you die, you get your body. Yeah. And then they're taken care of. I think that's a good deal. Yeah. So Elizabeth I comes in, uh, and she allows the College of Physicians the right to anatomize four felons annually in 1564. So she brings it back down. Oh, she took some away. So it looks like she took a few away. Mm -hmm. So in the 18th century, sees a rise of teaching facilities mm -hmm. in hospitals. Now everybody's getting in the game. But not many corpses to go around. Mm -hmm. So the type... Of the hospitals had access to anybody who was found dead in the street. Apparently, there were an access, a, a lot of people dead just roaming the streets of London. Hmm. And bodies of such that died violent deaths who shall have nobody to own them. So I guess if you just got murdered in the street and you had no family, you could go. Yeah. Suicide victims. Infants who died during birth. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So if you lost your kid, because once you became a corpse, you weren't anybody's property. Yeah. And then unclaimed bodies of abandoned children. Oh, my God. Like, really. You know, I was saying to my husband on the way over here, you read all these romance novels of England, and you think, like, oh, it was so romantic. No, it wasn't. People were dead in the streets. Yeah. There was feces everywhere. Rats. They didn't disgusting. bathe. They didn't bathe. It was just disgusting. No. So they were supposed to get the executed criminals, but the crowds were dead set against this happening. They thought it was horrible. So the crowds that watched these people Yes, the 25,000 people that okay. were watching execution. Just checking. Yeah. So they would grab the body before the surgeons could grab them and then hide. Oh. Sheriffs, in order to keep the peace, would ignore the rule that the surgeons are allowed bodies and they would just hand them over to the families. Then you have the Murder Act of 1752 was passed. Mm. It requires, quote, every murderer shall, after execution, either by dissection or, I can't even read my own writing, <laughs> or something in chain, or hang in chains, okay? So after the execution, it's either going to be dissected or you're going to be hung in chains, all right? Like in public? Yes. So that, they could invoke gibbeting. Had you, does anybody know what gibbeting is? No. Okay. Gibbeting is, when you look at like old pirate times and stuff, there would be a cage hanging and a person would be in the cage. Oh, yeah, I do know that. That's gibbeting. Oh. 
I learn something new every time I do a every podcast. Day. Now I know what gibbeting is. Mm-hmm. People would rather have been gibbeted than dissected. Yep. What? Yeah. So you have the option to be dissected or gibbeted. People would choose gibbeted. I'm probably not, probably everybody in England right Gaboted. now like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> okay. So there's still not enough bodies to go around. So now the surgeons are offering to pay prison expenses and funeral costs to get the prisoners. Mm-hmm. Others bribe officials at the gallows to get the bodies. Mm-hmm. So now bodies are a commodity, something you can buy and sell. Right. And they're going to be traded like any other good. They're going to be packed in containers, and they're going to be stolen. Okay. They're salted. They're preserved. They're stored in cellars. They're transported around in carts, wagons, and boats, just nice. like, as we like to reference all the time, Monty Python on the Holy Grail, bring out your dead. Competition is fierce within the schools, the medical schools, oh, yeah. and they are outbidding. And the faster you pay, the quicker you got the body. So these resurrectionists are making a ton of money so quote a man may make a good living at it if he is a sober man and acts with judgment and supplies the schools quote Mm -hmm. unquote so now you have the late 18th century body snatchers become known as resurrectionists because you are now resurrecting these people from the dead now i'm going to give you some money but i couldn't find out how much this goddamn money was worth i tried all right. Okay. But every time you looked it up, it'd be like a guinea is worth four shillings. Well, how much is a shilling worth? A shilling is worth six hay pennies. How much is a hay penny worth? <laughs> a hay penny is worth seven. Cl- you know, I was like, God damn it! So I don't know how much this is worth, okay. but it was good money in the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could get up to two guineas, mm-hmm. not two Italians, two guineas, oh, and a crown for a body. Six shillings for the first foot, twelve inches of the body, and nine pennies per inch. Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, if, head like, yeah, like if you're six feet tall, you're getting six times, you're getting 36 shillings. Oh, And if I you see had a few saying. inches yeah, over, yeah. you got some hay pennies okay. for that. So the taller you were, the more money you were worth. Um, people could get as much as 14 guineas. And in that time, it's good money. I'm assuming it's like $14, which was like $5,000 back right. then. I don't know. So prices varied depending on the type of corpse you got. Males were preferred over females because they they had better muscles. Mm -hmm. Freaks were highly valued. Um, Charles Byrne, the Irish giant, he got 500 pounds, which is like $500. That's a lot of money in 1793. His skeleton is still on display at the Royal College of Surgeons in England. Um, Parts also mattered. So if you had a scalp with long hair, it became very valuable. And as you can imagine, in England... If you had somebody who had good teeth. Oh, my God. Invaluable. It's, I mean. Invaluable. Probably not- today it's still invaluable. <laughs> invaluable. I get it, man. I have bad teeth. I get it. I'm watching a show that takes place now. It's a real-life competition in England. And their teeth are hers. All their teeth are awful. I have a girlfriend from England, and she lived here for like nine years, and she got her teeth done. She goes back to England. One of the first things she wrote, she's like, wow, we really do have bad teeth. <laughs> so sorry if we're totally shitting on england but no i don't i mean, I mean it's a stereotype it's a stereotype but it this, i just couldn't believe it watching yeah. the show i'm like holy shit this is this is this year like well, not for nothing but if you went to a place called the barber surgeons like i probably wouldn't get my teeth fixed either no you know god knows what they were doing okay now i lost my place all right so it's estimated several thousand bodies were snatched to each year corpses were not viewed as property as i said so you mm. could to steal one was not a crime mm. and corpses were found through services and informants so like sextons which were priests or not even priests they they took care of the church a sexton would tell 
the grave diggers would tell, the undertakers would tell, and each one of them got money mm -hmm. from the profit of the body. So at night, gangs would go into the graves oh, with wooden shovels because they're quieter. And they'd dig down to the end of the coffin, split the end of the coffin. They'd put like a sound deadening sack on it. They'd pop it, take the body out, strip the body of everything. So they didn't even want the shit the person's buried with. They're just stripping it. They just want the They just want this. So they're stripping the body. Um, and then they'd dump it in the sack, take it out, fill the uh, coffin with like bark and dirt. And just, I don't know why. You're like, who's going down to dig? And yeah, no, it's just someone checking know. the weight of it? I don't know. Um, if you were poor, it was quicker because you were buried in a mass grave. And so they would dig a hole and they'd just dump bodies in it till it was full. So you could be uncovered rotting in a hole for two weeks before oh. the grave diggers came and filled it in. So they were real easy to get out. Um, some resurrectionists paid women to pose as grieving relatives so they could steal a body from the workhouse. So, like, you, some guy died in the workhouse, you'd go be like, oh, that was my brother, it was awful. Oh, and they just take And you'd take the body. Oh, my gosh. Um, some servants got paid to let them know when an employer died, and the resurrectionist would literally go into a home during the wake and steal the body off the table. Boom. And, like, families would be losing their shit and everything, and they'd walk out with the body. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... If you were a criminal and you survived the short drop, which was like, you got hung, but you lived, they could still get your body. What? Yep. Then you got dissected because you were going to die anyway. You were supposed to die. So I love this quote. This quote's my favorite. Um, it's according to author Fiona Hassel, because I think it still applies today. Okay. Quote, mm -hmm. surgeons on the whole <laughs> were disreputable and sensitive to human suffering <laughs> and prone to victimizing people in the same way that criminals victimize their prey. Nice. Unquote. I know a few of those. So I kind of, I, mean, I think that's my favorite quote. Yes. Um, let's see. What did I, oh, so people are so pissed about this happening that they hire people to stand. This is where like, like the, this is where the graveyard shift came from. Yeah. You would stand God at the gravesite for days until the body would be decayed enough. Nobody wanted it. They would put cages around the coffin so you couldn't break into oh the coffin. Um, some would even hire a stone slab to keep on the grave until that was so heavy you couldn't move it until yeah. again it the body was decayed and it was too long. So the practice of body, sna body snatching and grave robbing continues until about 1832 with the Anatomy Act being passed, making it a criminal offense to finally rob graves. God. And this is passed almost entirely because of um, two really fun drinking buddies, Burke and Hare. Mm -hmm. And by 1844, the trade no longer exists. In the United States, it was happening, but they would do it to slaves. And the medical schools, literally, there's one where there was a riot in the graveyard with them fighting over the bodies of these. Oh, my God. So I'm going to occupy the first half of this podcast because now I'm going to go into Burke and Hare. Okay. Burke and Hare are like your two worst drinking buddies. They really are. These guys, they really should be moving because... It's not funny, but it's kind of funny, mm -hmm. like some of what they did. Mm -hmm. like they just fuck-ups. Okay. If you really... I, I'm going to brush over what they did yeah. a little bit, but if you really want to go in and listen to Burke and Hare, um, even though these two guys, these three guys are really... It's like listening to 13-year-old boys. Mm -hmm. The last podcast on the left does a whole thing on Burke and Hare. Okay. They go way in-depth. They go way yeah. in-depth. I love the research they do, yeah. but they can be really hard to listen to sometimes. One guy in particular sets me on my teeth. So, all right. That being said. That being said, I took all their information. I took all their, <laughs> I took their ideas. All right. Thanks, guys. So William Burke is born in 1792 in Ireland. He joins the British Army as a teenager. He gets married, hates his wife, leaves her, moves to Scotland, and becomes a laborer. Okay. 
He lives near Falkirk, which I think is a movie. Um, shacks up with Helen McDougal. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Falkirk right? is something too, oh, though. There a was a war. So something happened to Falkirk. No, if no. you're from Falkirk, let me know what happened there, please. <laughs> um, so he lives near Falkirk, shacks up with Helen McDougal, also known as Nellie, who later becomes his second wife. They move closer to Edinburgh in 1827, and they become hawkers. They sell shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got socks, shoes, dead bodies. Here, here's just buy. Yeah. They just they sell shit. Um, he then becomes a cobbler, so he does everything. Hmm. Okay, and people like him. He was um, entertaining. He would sing and dance while he d- did his work. Did his cobbling? <laughs> During his cobbling, probably because he was shit faced every time. <laughs> um, then you have William Hare. Age and year of birth are unknown for William Hare. When arrested in 1828, he said he was 21. Though, if you look at the picture of him, he's like a ghoul. He doesn't look 21. Mm. He looks like he's about 81. Mm. Okay. Not much is known about his early life, and he ends up in Edinburgh and working as a coal man's assistant. It was quite the jobs back then. I'm assuming he shoveled while the guy took the cart. I don't know. I don't know. He lives in a boarding house run by a man named L-O-G-U-E. Logue? Logue. That's what I would say. L-O-G-U-E. The Gue and his wife, Margaret. Logue dies, and Hare hooks up with Margaret. Oh, it's And he may have married her, but nobody really knows. Oh, there's just no information right. about this guy. So you got these two couples. All right. Mm-hmm. You got Burke, Hare, and their wives. Mm-hmm. Nellie and... I mean, everybody was named fucking Maggie in Edinburgh. Like, every, and when you're reading this, Margaret, 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 Margaret. Like, was there another name no. in the North, Mm-mm. please? Okay. So Hare is described, like... He's a real nice guy. He's described as by historians as illiterate and uncouth. Ew. Uncouth was like my mother's favorite word. That's, That's so uncouth. uncouth. I'm like, Mom, we, do, we grew up in Riviera. Like, we, <laughs> We're I'm, all uncouth. I'm supposed to be uncouth. He was a lean, quarrelsome, violent, and amoral character with scars from old wounds about his head and blow. Oh. Brow. I was like, what? His, not his blow, his brow. That's dirty. Okay. His wife, Margaret, she's described even better. <laughs> she's hard-featured. Hard featured. She's hard featured. Uh, and she's a debauched virago. What? <laughs> I had to look that one up. A virago is a domineering, violent, or bad-tempered woman. Oh, I have a feeling someday I'm going <laughs> to be described as a debauched virago. Say, that, might, that might be a new word for me. <laughs> You're a virago. Oh, it sounds nice. They just it sound like a great couple. He was gross looking, and he was an asshole, and she's debauched so she's a slut yeah. and she's a bitch and hard featured and hard featured well, i think that's the worst she's one. an ugly oh, slut that's a bitch <laughs> god damn i love how they try to make like they're really slapping that with some pretty words yeah. to make you sound better yeah i don't know so in 1827 burke and his nelly go to work on a harvest and they meet up with Hare and his wife they become friends and burke and company move into Hare's lodging house oh boy and the the couples become Fast friends. Now, can you imagine how this debauched Virago is when she's shit-faced? Because they all drink all right. the time together. That's what they do. So they're known for their hard drinking and boisterous behavior. Oh okay. So, so they're swingers, too. I bet you they would. Yeah. I bet you they would swap. I mean, who wouldn't want a piece of that hard-featured Virago? <laughs> I mean, I mean goddamn, right. I wouldn't. I'd try. I'd probably switch teams to get a piece of that. <laughs> she was, and he, I mean... Scars about the head. Lean. That just sounds mm. yummy. Okay. So I when I picture hair and Birkin hair, I picture like, um, you know, you have one guy who's got all the brains and the other guy's like, no, no, whatever you say. Don't, yeah. here we go. Okay. Like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. There's a Bugs Bunny cartoon reference somewhere deep in here. 
Okay, in 1827, they have this guy, Donald. He's living in the Hare's Lodge. He dies of dropsy. I love this shit, love man. It. I think that's why I love history I love so much. It. What is dropsy? What's dropsy? Edema. So, and he owes Hare money. So, Hare, no, no, what are we going to do, Burke? What are we going to do? And Hare's like, well, um, I got an idea. Let's sell the body to an, an anatomist. Mm-hmm. So, they bury him in a proper funeral. They go back. They dig him up. Take him out. Poor Donald. They fill up the coffin with bark and shit. And then they take the body to a Dr. Robert Knox. Let's talk a little bit about Dr. Robert Knox. Okay. He is a doctor. Um, he becomes a doctor in 1814, 1815. He becomes an army doctor. He serves in the Battle of Waterloo with Nappé Ball. And he goes through a few more wars. He settles in his hometown of Edinburgh. We can see this all just storm happening. Mm-hmm. In 1821, he becomes a fellow at the Royal College of Surgeons in Edinburgh. It's a very popular place, and he lectures on anatomy. Okay. He undertakes two dissections a day, and he advertises and promises a full demonstration on fresh anatomical subjects as part of every course lecture he delivers. So he gets a call from Birkenhead with a body to sell. He comes up with the idea, okay, I'll give you seven pounds, ten shillings, however much that is. We're going to say seven dollars. Hare gets four four pounds, five shillings. Burke gets three pounds, five shillings. Hare gets more because Donald owed him money. Oh, true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fair Fair. enough, I think, you know. It was kind of his idea, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it was really Burke's. He should have got more money. As they were leaving, Knox assistants like, nudge, nudge, hey, wouldn't be glad to see you guys again if you have another one to dispose of. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, on January or February of 1828, some of the dates get a little sketchy because everybody was shit-faced at this time, apparently. A guy named Joseph is lodging at Hare's place. Mm -hmm. Joe is sick with the fever, and Hare is worried he'll make the whole house sick. So, Uh let's kill him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Burke and Hare, they go visit Joe with some whiskey. This seems to be their trick of the trade. Everybody gets drunk before they die. At least least they gave them that. I was going to say, I mean... I mean, at least they didn't... It's not the worst thing. I mean, they couldn't struggle too much if they were drunk. Right. So, Hare goes over and he covers Joe's nose and mouth. Mm-hmm. Burke sits on the chest. Oh, no. I have her. Okay, yes, go ahead. Because yeah. you can't bring a body that has been strangled. And <laughs> he suffocates. This becomes known as burking. If somebody has been burked, you have sat on their chest, covered the nose, and they suffocated. Mm-hmm. They bag him up. And the other thing they tend to do is they stick him in a tea chest, cut him through town, send him over to Knox, and Knox buys him. The tea chest is key. Okay, they yeah. always have a tea chest. Yeah. I don't know where how much fucking tea they were drinking because maybe tea they're chest? mixing it with the whiskey. I don't know. But they do a lot of tea chests. <laughs> so off to Knox, they go with the body and they get 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, we go to another male lodger. He has jaundice, which jaundice is your yellow for bad liver. Yeah. He probably has jaundice because he's shit-faced all the time. Right. Everybody's drinking, all right? Now, hair, because he's so goddamn smart, he's afraid it's going to spread. That jaundice is going to spread. jaundice is going to yeah. spread mm-hmm. through the house? Oh. It's going to spread through the house. So, we're going to kill him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so they get yeah, everybody drunk. can't have jaundice. They burk him. They put him in the tea chest. They sell him 10 pounds. February 12th, 1828. The Simpson, she's a female salt seller. These jobs, man. What am I doing? He's sell salt. She's invited into Hare's house. Come on in. Have some whiskey. Mm. She goes on in. She gets burked. She gets tea chested. There was nothing wrong with her. No. She like came to the door to sell salt. She came in to sell salt. And he's like, you want a drink? She's like, sure, I'd love a drink. All these people are sketchy. Like they're 
Bailey she's gets a by. Salt seller. So there's yeah. a lot of drinkers. Yeah. So she's like, sure, you got whiskey. I'm coming in for some whiskey. Gets her drunk. They bark her. They put her in the tea chest. Off to knock she goes. Oh Ten pounds each this time. March 1828, poor little old lady gets invited up here for your drinks. They burk her, they tea chest her, and off to Knox for 10 pounds, she goes. April 28th, Mary Patterson and Janet Brown. They are party girls. All right, with their aprons and their fucking shawls, yeah. and their little caps. Little yeah, they're, they're party girls. So they are hanging out with Burke, and he's like, come on and have a drink. So the two girls are sitting at the table with Burke, and they're shit-faced. Mm-hmm. Burke's wife comes in. She's bullshit. She doesn't realize what's what going on, right? So she kicks. She, so in the while they're drinking, Mary gets up and she goes and lays down in the other room. Why? I don't know, but she does. She was drunk. Right. Yeah. So when his wife comes in, he's at the table with Janet. Oh. She starts beating on Janet. So Janet gets up. She leaves. Mary's still sleeping in there. So... Burke goes out, gets hair, they come back, they burk her, they tea Chester, off she goes <laughs> to fucking Knox again. It sounds so much dirtier yeah. than it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Off to Knox she goes, uh, I think it was another 10 pounds. When they get to Knox, the body is still warm. And he's like, oh, and apparently for an alcoholic street person, Mary Patterson was a hot chick. And Knox is so taken with her, he sticks her No. Nope. You ready? Nope. No, he doesn't have sex okay. with her. Okay. But he does put her in a barrel of whiskey for three months. To preserve her. To preserve her for three months. Because he a couldn't he just wasn't ready of to whiskey. Hmm? Who drank that afterwards? Because you know that shit didn't go to waste. Hot and burke. Probably, yeah. He probably gave it to him for free. Here, I got some good shit. You're gonna like I like hot though. <laughs> um Okay, so she she's in there for three months. Now we got eighteen twenty eight. Mrs. Haldane, described as a stout old woman. Mm-hmm. She stays at the uh, hair hair lodge, not good. She gets drunk, and she falls asleep in the stable. She gets barked, she gets tea chest, and she gets dragged off to Mr. Knox. Her daughter Peggy stays with hair as well. She goes drinking with Burke. Oh, my God. She gets barked, she gets tea chest, and she gets dragged off to Knox. But this one he did without hair. So he gets all, he gets eight pounds just from himself. he's getting a little selfish. This will come into play a little later. Mm -hmm. Fucking Burke. May of 1828, another drunk old lady drinking with Burke. Now, again, he's alone. He barks her. I don't know how he did it. Maybe his wife was involved. Tea chests her, well, I mean, sells her. hold her nose and mouth and so You could. Especially an old lady. I mean, she's an old lady half drunk anyway. Yeah. 10 pounds. Again, he does it without hair. 1828. Again, this is somewhere between May and June. Could Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Effie, who is a cinder gatherer. I guess you just go around and pick up dirt. Ashes. And sell it. Okay. What the fuck are you going to do with cinder? I don't what know. would you do with cinder? Why are you selling that? I don't know. All right. Maybe you're selling it to fill up the casket. Cap, yeah. That's... Mm. Okay, so Burke gets her into the stable with whiskey, and when she's drunk enough, they bark her. <laughs> they put her in the tea chest and 10 pounds for the body. Another victim is so drunk, she's go. She's being carried down the street by the police. Fucking Burke comes up. He's like, I'll take her off your hands. We got a lodging house right down the street. And they're like, please Great. do. Yep. Yeah. Who needed Jack the Ripper? They burk her, they tea chest her, and off off she goes. Um, He offers, well, let's say, because there's more to her, let's say, Carrie, they come across Burke. Yeah, so they burk her. Okay, now we're June 1828. And this is described as, this is the book's words, not mine. An old woman and a dumb boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. They both get burked, tea chested, (gasps) and Knox takes them for the 10 pounds for the bodies apiece. The poor dumb kid. 
And it was, they may not have even tea chested. They may need it bigger because they wouldn't both be in the, in the tea chest. That comes to mind. Mm -hmm. June 24th, Burke and his crazy wife are now going out of town. And when they leave, Burke knows that hair's broke. And he knows that he's had to sell off his clothes because he's so broke. How is he broke if they're burping Because they drink it the moment oh. it hits their pocket. They're shit face until it runs out, and then somebody then else they is getting have burnt. To kill somebody else. Yeah, okay. they can't. I mean, they are raging alcoholics, right. like ridiculous. Okay, so Burke and his crazy wife Nellie, they go off. They come, and when they leave, Hare's not in a good financial standing. Mm -hmm. He's selling his clothes and probably cinders to fucking make money. Okay, so when they come back, he, who look who's got a new set of clothes and some cash. Uh -oh. Burke's like, you son of a bitch. You did it without me. Burke, who sold two bodies Twice. behind his back? Yep. Us, yeah. No. He's like, you son of a bitch. You sold a body without me, which he did. Mm -hmm. And Hare's like, no way. Uh-uh. So Burke, because he's smart, goes right to Knox. He's like, did you just buy a body from Hare? And he's like, yeah, for eight pounds. They don't talk for like two months. Thank God for the city of Edinburgh. Yeah. It doesn't last long because the booze runs out. They got to get more money. Mm -hmm. So they are probably met in a stable someday, had a few things of whiskey that was body tainted and decided to get back into the business. So in the fall of 1828, a washerwoman comes to the place to do her laundry. Why you would go there to do your laundry, I don't know. But again, <laughs> weird shit happened in the 1800s. They get her drunk, they burk her, they tea chest her, and she goes to Knox for eight pounds. Oh, it's getting cheaper. It's getting cheaper. Uh -huh. It depends. Depends on the mood Knox is in when oh, you show up. And, oh, maybe the condition of the body. Okay. A week later, Burke's wife, relative, comes to visit. They kill her. <gasps> T. Chester, 10 pounds. Oh, yeah. The next victim is this poor guy. His nickname is Daft Jamie. Oh, <laughs> Jamie Williams. He's 18 year old. He would, like, make money doing tricks in the street. Mm -hmm. Like, so people know Daft Jamie. He's got, like, a club foot. Mm -hmm. He's got a little fucked up foot. So. You get more money for freaks, let's remember. If okay. you get some kind of deformity, you make some money. So Burke and Hare learn him back to Hare's place, Burkham, T-chest him, off to Knox. But now the students doing the dissection oh. are like, I know this guy. And Knox is like, no, you don't. They're like, no, this is Daft Jamie. They're like, no, you don't. So he dissects the foot in the face first in case anybody comes asking. So he knows right. where these bodies are coming. Whatever he wants to play, he knows what's coming. So um, the last victim so happens to be Halloween of 1820. Of course it is. How coinkadinkle. Mm -hmm. Margaret Doherty. She's an Irish woman. God bless <laughs> I her. assumed. Yeah. Margaret. I got to take a little drink. Hold on. Okay. Mm. I have to wet my palate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Burke lures her in, saying he's an Irishman too. Let's have a drink of whiskey. Mm -hmm. We could have really tried that whiskey in Ireland because apparently it's, it's mean, luring a lot of, lot of babes right. in. Okay. So they're all drinking, Burke and his wife. Burke leaves to quote-unquote get whiskey. He's really going to get hair. They come back. So the wife is there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And in the house are two other lodgers, the Greys, Anne and James Gray. When they lure this woman back, they tell Anne and James, look it, there's a boarding house down the street. We get relatives staying. Go, go stay there. We'll pay for it. And they're like, okay. They come back at 9 o'clock to get stockings or something. Mm -hmm. And when they come back, Mrs. Doherty is still alive and all the couples are drinking, partying, and she's shit-faced too. Okay. All right. So it seems like they're having a good They're time. all having a great time mm -hmm. at 9 o'clock at night. Okay. So the next morning, the Greys come back and they want to go and they want to get into um, where the bed is. And Burke's like, no, you can't come in here. She's like, no, we want to go. No, you can't come in. You can't come in. You can't come in. They go upstairs. The whole drinking party leaves. They go downstairs. They find the body 
Because after they barked her, they shoved her in the straw until they could get her out of the house. Uh-huh. The greys find her before they get out. So um, they take off of the police. Mm-hmm. Burke and Hare, in that time, sell the body to Knox. So they know she's going for the police. They immediately go right. and they sell and they get rid of the body. The police come back and they find Doherty's blood-stained clothes under the bed. They take all four in for questioning. And the next morning, police pay a visit to poor Dr. Knox and they find her there. So a total of 16 people oh are killed by the barking tea chest and off to Dr. Knox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all four arrested, and Hare is offered immunity for his testimony. <gasps> he's a stupid one, believe it or not. Oh, 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 yeah, he's Thanks. the one who gets immunity. Yep. No. Burke and his wife are charged with the murders of Mary Patterson, because at this point now, Janet Brown, who got chased off oh, yeah. by a shot glass to the head, she comes back and she's like, my girlfriend Mary, they told me she went away. I think they killed her, too. And Daft Jamie. So they get charged with those three murders. Knox never gets charged. He, they, they just... Well, he's a doctor. They just don't say anything. Um, Burke is found guilty. His wife is not found guilty. And Burke is sentenced to death. And he is hanged on January 1st of 1829 in front of 25,000 people. Jesus. February 1st, his corpse is publicly dissected in the old college. Publicly dissected. Publicly dissected. And the skeleton was given to the Anatomical Museum of Edinburgh Medical School, where you can still find it today. And they've even done, like, um, the clay on the face, so you can see what it looked like. Hair is released February 5th of 1829. They have to disguise him and smuggle him out of Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. While they're doing this, a crowd discovers where he is. They literally have to smuggle him out of the entire country and bring him to the border of England. And they're like, get out of here. Goodbye. Never to be heard from again. Nobody knows what happened to him. Well. Dr. Knox, um, he is so hated at Navarro, he's forced to abandon his practice. In 1842, he goes to Britain and mainland Europe. London kicks him out of the Royal College of Surgeons. Shocker. Mm-hmm. And then in 1856, he becomes a pathologist. What else would he become? And his practice, and he practices that until he dies in 1862. Wow! And that is the sick drinking stories of Birkenhair. That's lovely. And tea chest. Is that something? That's lovely. Is that something? Yeah, I loved it. That's really couldn't gross. get enough of. It. Yeah, yeah. It's poor ladies. This is what you get when you drink with people you don't know. Always stay with people you know. I mean, that girl did have a friend, but yeah, but her friend wasn't stoic. She left to sleep in there. I, I guess mean, if some woman beaten. was yeah, throwing shot glasses at my head, I probably would leave too. Could have called the cops. I would have gone back for her, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how many cops. days later did she go back? Call the cops. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they existed. Mm. Wait, I... This week's episode is going to be brought to us by Harmony Surgical Designs. Harmony Surgical Designs is a supplier of surgical hats, compression socks, and badge poles. Mm-hmm. They have four types of hats. They have the Buffon, the Euro Scrub Hat, the Modern Ponytail, and the Florence. They, If you don't like any of the material or any of the prints, which I don't know why you wouldn't because they're, they're gorgeous, mm-hmm. um, you can buy your own material, whether it be a Patriots hat or a Bruins hat. I know how everybody loves them. Or Halloween or Christmas, and you can send them in, and they will make the hats for you and send them back. Mm-hmm. Laura got to try the socks. They are they work wonders. They're great compression socks, silky smooth, go easy on, easy off, no problems. Love them. They also have a subscription club. You can join. You get two hats every month for twenty five percent off the retail price and free shipping. And if you really, really want to match in the OR, you can have the combo deal. You can get a badge, a hat, and a sock and socks to match. 
And this month, I believe it's donuts. Yes. You can get a donut hat, a donut badge pull, and donut socks. Mm-hmm. So look up Harmony Surgical Designs at HarmonySurgical.com, and you can find them on social media at Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, HarmonySurgicalDesigns.com. Okay, so okay. I'm doing, I found this article on ShareCare.com. It's by Taylor Lupo, and it's called Tales from the ER, Six Real-Life Halloween Horror Stories. Side note, you're going to have to excuse my voice and probably my coughing and my drinking very sexy. during this story because I can barely croak this out. Um, so anyway, so this I thought this article was interesting and I my friends comment like, I listen to your podcast and I'm afraid to do everything. So I'm like, well, I'll just... Well, let's just keep going with it. Frighten you about <laughs> Halloween things too. Because Halloween's fun too. Yeah. Um, so this article is saying, out of eight holidays tracked... Halloween had the fifth highest number of ER visits among children 18 and younger, according to the study from 2007 to 2015 um, by the National Electronic Injury Surveillance System. I didn't know there was I didn't either. <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Christopher Crowell, who um, helped with this article, who gave all the information, is an ER doc from Stone Springs Hospital Center in Virginia, goes over the dangers to look out for on Halloween and tips on how to stay safe. And now, still have fun. Are these injuries from like Virginia, or are these like no? These are these would have like, like common, and some of them he says like I've never had to do that. You know what I mean? Right. But he okay. just goes over them. All right. So the first um, injury they talk about is carving knives. So everyone, it's fall, right? So I mean, up here, what do we do? Everyone loves to go pumpkin picking with the fam. Uh-huh. Get the perfect pumpkin. You take it home, and you carve it. Well, Dr. Crowell says he's treated people with major arterial injuries. I believe it. Yeah, in the hands and fingers. It's usually when people are carving the pumpkins, and you know, like if you carve mm-hmm. an eye and you yeah. go to pop the eye out, the <laughs> knife comes and stabs you in the hand. Um, they slice their hand with the blade, either, you know, mm-hmm. usually when it's poking something out because your hand's on the other side because you're not, you know. You know what I always think of when I see, hear that? What? You you had to have seen the video Jack Chop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, Jack Chop. If you have not Googled Jack Chop on no. YouTube, you have to watch Jack Chop. And this guy does this whole pumpkin carving thing. Yeah. And it's a very – it's funny on its own, but if you're from it's regional. our area, yeah, it's, it's even funnier. Yeah. Jack Chop. you got to watch it. it. But it's hysterical. And that's all I can <laughs> – He has, like, lots of <laughs> – The Jack Chop. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um he said the, but the lacerations and stuff are very common. They can be easily avoided though using one of those little carving toolkits. Yes, kits. but have you tried using those? The the thing bends the second you touch. The moment you put it in the fucking pumpkin, because they give you like a plastic knife to They're cut plastic. a forty inch pumpkin. Oh, so you don't sever an artery. Yes, but it's hard. I don't. Cut and then you, you, your kids never want to finish because it's too fucking hard. So you end up carving fifteen pumpkins with a knife that's an inch long. You know the. Like the spoon thing that comes in, it's kind of like mm-hmm. we literally have it in our sink and we scrape our pans with it. It is the best scraper. It is the best scraper I've ever used on a pan. Well, good because it doesn't scrape a fucking FYI. pumpkin, all right? <laughs> so use the carving set. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it'll take tip. you days to carve your pumpkin. Blunt and plastic. You might want to start now. <laughs> Makes it for a whole month of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, carving an eye a day, a tooth a day. Yeah. yeah. They make it much harder, though, to damage your vessels, you will, yes, your cartilage, a reason. and your muscle. Um, 
carve your pumpkins in well-lit areas that are dry so they don't slip off while you have a knife in your hand and stab yourself or someone else. Why would you cut it in the fucking dark? I think people must do it on their porches. <laughs> Maybe it gets dark early. Who's cutting it in the dark? In, on a, in the wet? What, in the bathtub? On your deck. Like on your deck in the fall. I carve it in my kitchen. Oh, no. That's too much of a mess. No, oh, no, no. I'm carving it in the oh, kitchen. No. In, in on the a top di- outside. No, uh, no, no. Well, outside apparently people agree with you. That's just ridiculous. So make sure it's well lit and dry. Okay. And let your kids use paint and markers instead of actually carving. All right. No, no. What's fun? Of, you can't light like up paint markers. Like in school. And how they decorate and put the little pussies. yarn on their hair. It's not fun. I don't think carving Nothing a pumpkin spooky. Scooping out those goddamn yes, seeds is a nightmare. it's spooky when you put the candle in it. It's on your porch. Nothing spooky about a crayon pumpkin. We're going to talk about candles. Legend well. of Sleepy Hollow wasn't a painted pumpkin face. No, but everybody died then. Yes, but he was scary. Uh-huh. That's the point. Good. And they were all dead by 22. And I bet you that was copped in the bright light during the day. No, they had no light back then. It was in the dark on probably a wet surface because everything was wet then, too. Everything was moist. Moist. Damp. Yeah, it was wood. just moist. <laughs> so that's carving knives. Be okay. careful. Use the plastic tool kits. Yeah, you don't use the need little a tiny half-inch serrated yes. knife that won't even make it yes, through. It's it would more be great. if you can do it that yeah. way. Um, the second incident, accident, problem, food allergies. <laughs> so this is a this big is a, one. This is a new problem. No, because I've had food allergies all my life. Yeah, that's true. But we dealt with them differently than they are dealt with now. Yeah. And I have a son. I've had, I have anaphylactic allergies on everybody. You know, it's not that I'm unsympathetic. Everything. Literally everything. My son has tree nut allergies. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But this is, it was different when I was younger. I'll explain. Right. But anyways, so Crowell says that um, the food allergies is the most common problem he sees during Halloween. Um there have been some pretty serious reactions, obviously, obviously, and usually it has to do with a peanut allergy. Um, everything's made with peanuts and candy. Right. I mean, there's or so... Or a factory that made peanuts or whatever. Right. And you don't know, like, you know, so an estimated 4 to 6% of U.S. children have some type of food allergy. More than 160 foods can cause reactions, but just eight of those foods cause 90% of all reactions. Wow. Yeah. Those eight are eggs, shellfish, soybeans, milk, wheat. Peanuts and tree nuts. Those are the eight that cause. I up from school for egg allergy. Yeah. yeah. It's not, I mean, they, it is scary. Mm. Um, so I remember, I'm, I have an anaphylactic allergy to apples, and my father did too. And a lot of people are like, no, it's an oral allergy. No, it's different. I it's don't a have what? an oral allergy. Like, you can have an oral allergy to, like, a bunch of fruit, like apples, oh, pears, avocados. It just makes hives, your mouth itchy. Yeah. It just has yeah. that, like, weird tingling in your mouth. Yeah. It's a food allergy. It's not going to be an anaphylactic allergy, but That's no. Good to know. Mine is an act, like, I have right. this anaphylactic allergy. So Jack, I would give him apple. You know, I gave him everything when he was little. And he was eating an apple at the counter, and I was making dinner. He goes, <laughs> wasn't looking at him. And he's like, Mom, my mouth feels funny. <laughs> I choked him out. His mouth was the size of his face. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's going to die. He has an anaphylactic allergy like I do. Like, I was he doesn't. He just has the oral allergy. <laughs> I was like, do you remember the movie Three Fugitives? I remember that movie. I know the name of it. Martin Short was in it with Nick Nolte, and they have a little girl. Oh, yes. And he gets stung by the bees, and he's like, are you okay? He oh. turns around, he's like, why do you say? His head was face. It's like, you. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> My mouth feels what? It was, his lips were like, like the injected ladies from Los Angeles. It, was hysteri- it wasn't hysterical, but it was well, hysterical. you can laugh at it now, because he he's didn't fine. die. No, he's fine. <laughs> 
Um, so kids sometimes don't pay attention because they're like all hopped up on sugar and they're so excited, you know, and they've had 45 pieces of candy already and they grab something. Oh, more, oh, more, oh, yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not paying attention. They grab something that has like a peanut or a tree right. nut in it, eat it. They have their reaction. Um, oh, an allergic reaction can range from like a rash, hives, or to, all the way to anaphylaxis. Right. So it's, you know, there's like runs the gamut. Um, if any kid with a known allergy or not, or you don't know has an allergy, has experiences any symptoms like mouth swelling, abdominal cramps, wheezing, after having a piece of candy, seek medical medical attention because there's a problem. Um, if his lips are like an injected like right. MLA, you might want to have check, check. call on it. <laughs> um, if the kid has an EpiPen, give it. And you still have to get medical attention after you give an EpiPen. I don't want people to think like, oh, I gave the EpiPen. He looks He's better. Fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's That can come right back right. once that Epi's gone. So if you give an EpiPen, still call 911. Um Obviously, kids and parents should sort through the Halloween candy before they eat any. You should do that, even if you don't have an allergy, I think. But um, you know, get rid of all those fucking milk duds and salad packets. Somebody give might me throw everything in I like. Ball. You yeah. can't have. Oh, these my kids have to pay me. They have to pay me in those hundred grand bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, I take the Reese's peanut butter cups. Hundred grand. Even crunch. their friend Henry gives me all those Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, Henry, he's a good kid. Send me a thousand grand. Yeah. Um, make your child aware of what they can't have. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some people don't tell them. Oh, my son's well aware. He still he ate raw cookie dough. Well, what do you think some raw cookie dough? I know. Eggs, dumbass. Yeah. Like my son's aware. He knows. He asks. He's very like. Yeah, I think once you anytime have that happen, you give you, him you something, does this again. have this in it? Yeah. Does this have not? Like he's very vocal about it. But I don't know. There seems to people are like a, like he doesn't know if there's nuts. I'm like, well, and we'll go over like the popular candies. You no. cannot have this list. Right. And, you know, right. just go over it with them. Make sure they know. Um, hold a candy swap. Like my kids always do this. Anyways, oh, they go shop. and there's like twenty kids. They all dump out their bags. They're like, "Hey, you want this? You want that? You want this? You want that?" That's the best part of Halloween. It is. That is the most That's fun. The they have. Is it time to candy swap? Yeah. Like, Give me a trick or treat. Trick or treat. Um, but hold the candy swap. Then they can get rid of the things they can't eat. Mm-hmm. Get the stuff they can't. And kids are like, I mean, they're easy. Yeah. Like they all know. Like, oh, Jack can't have anything with peanuts in it. Yeah, take these. They don't, you know, and I'll right. take those. Like, it's it's so easy. Um, and now there's this, the teal pumpkin, I don't know if it's the act, teal pumpkin. I thought that was for autism. No, the teal pumpkins outside are for allergies. Oh, all right. So they give out pencils or okay. erases or you know, something non-food so you don't, don't have, have to worry, worry if it. your kid has an allergy. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, you, you just went trick-or-treating and I would get, you know, whatever candy everybody else got, and we'd get back to the house, and like they'd be like, oh, "Okay, well, you can't have this." Oh, right. All right. Like that's all I got. You know, Don't like need to you the can't best. have it. All right. You die if you eat it. All right. I guess I won't eat. It. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just. I didn't have anything special. I didn't get anything extra. I'm sure my sister swapped with me for some that's stuff. Because but... back in the day, we didn't get something special. Actually, you just didn't get it. You just didn't have it, and it was okay. Yeah. And we were. Or I'd okay go with to it. some party. You know, they didn't have what I could eat, and I'm like, okay, okay. you can't eat. Like it's fine, but I'm gonna stay thin. Whatever. <laughs> um, but anyways, watch out for allergies. Teach a kid about the allergies. That makes sense. Yeah. Give them other options. Problem, accident, incident number three. Trick-or-treating after dark, well, which is when you, you should it? trick-or-treat. <laughs> Although, I swear to God, do you have like a community Facebook page? Yeah. <clears throat> I love it because I can't stand the people on it. So... <laughs> 
Not all of them. We should do a side episode just reading the community <laughs> Facebook pages. So that, well, like every year. It's like new to the area. Yeah. When is trick-or-treating? On October 31st, Halloween. After when dark. else is trick-or-treating? Yep. What are the hours? Uh, when the sun goes down mm-hmm. till maybe about 8 o'clock. Nine's pushing it. Yeah. Anything after nine, don't open Nine's your door. when the weird kids come out. Right. Like don't open your door like after eight nine. Foot tall comes yeah. over. Hey, yeah. What's left? But yeah. you know, like <laughs> dark to like eight thirty. It's yeah. Right. Shut your light off when you're done. That's all. Like, yeah. But like, it's always like, oh, isn't it early? No, it has to be dark to go trick or treat. Yeah. I'm. Not, I know your kids got to go to bed, but I'm not trick or treating at noon. It's one night because it's weird. It's one night. Yeah. Anyway, and it's so much fun. Anyway, it is, and it's better than the dark. Yeah. Like a lot of things. All right. Okay. So. Um, over the year of 2016, 7,330 pedestrians were fatally injured. I believe it. In car accidents. I believe it. Poor visibility is often a factor, as is dim lighting. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but you know what? I have about 8,000 glow sticks on my kids when they're trick-or-treating. Right. So, the, right. So an October 2018 study in the JAMA Pediatrics found the relative risk of pedestrian death jumps by 43% on Halloween night. I believe it. I do believe it. And That's, nobody's paying attention because it hopped up on sugar. So they're just running across streets. Right. Oh, the light's on. Right. I gotta go. Um, the study also showed children between ages 4 to 8 are particularly vulnerable. They studied the number of pedestrian deaths between 5 p.m. and midnight, well, 11.59 p.m., on every October 31st from 1975 to 2016. And then they compared those numbers with the deaths that occurred on a typical night the week before Halloween mm-hmm. and the week after Halloween. They picked one day right. on each of those weeks. Um, they found that 851 deaths occurred on the 84 typical evenings. But okay. 608 deaths were reported on the 42 Halloween nights. So but you have half also, the nights and only 200 less. But you're also doubling the number right, of, of people, people out on right. that night. So they concluded, on average, four additional pedestrian fatalities occur on Halloween every year. So Dr. Crawwell has been lucky enough never to treat one of these patients, but it has had kids come in that were riding their bikes. They went past the driveway. Right. The car Somebody was backing back out yep. of the driveway, fell off, broke their arm, broke their leg, whatever. So there's some safeguards. Some towns do trick-or-treating in the afternoon. No fun at all. The, my town does do like a Saturday trick-or-treating thing like downtown to the businesses but that's, that's not different. that doesn't take that's place different. over trick-or-treating i still like a trick-or-treating at night you have to um add reflectors or glow sticks or glow in the dark mm-hmm. tape to your kids costumes yeah that's what i do carry a flashlight cross and crosswalks mm-hmm. look both ways before you cross the street walk on sidewalks right. all things that you think are common sense but again but you have you're... little kids running around all hopped up and so excited excited exactly there's people jumping out at yeah. you people scare you know people are running so right. we usually go in this big huge crowd and on the other side if you have if you're driving and yes. you're in neighborhoods go go five. really slow yeah. you, like you're driving through a schoolyard yeah. because you basically are yeah when you i drive, drive on halloween i swear to god yeah i'm terrified <laughs> I'm petrified i go five everywhere i won't drive yes, on yeah. halloween unless i unless somebody's dying i stay home and because I'm afraid. Well, we go to like a, we go to like a, not a party, but like a right. thing with like a bunch of people. So I have to drive there. Right. So I, every I time it. I'm I like, oh my God. And then I have to pick Halloween the old one New up. New Year's Eve. I don't want to be in my car. Oh yeah. It makes me nervous. But yeah. of course, you know, there's my son. Nothing's going on him. And then my older <laughs> one goes out and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're all in. Black, black hoodies, black, black yeah. pants, yeah. black mask. I'm like, 
oh, you can't go out like that. Like, yeah. you're going to get killed. Like, you. put this on. Like, Are you serious? Yes, put this on. Like, you have to have something <laughs> reflective on you. You're going to die. You're like a like, shadow. Yeah. Like, you're, you're looking to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, drive slow. If you drive in a car on Halloween. Yeah, just, you look out for There's little children aware. running everywhere. 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 And they're not paying attention because exactly. they're too goddamn excited. Exactly. Too much um, sugar. Too many Nestle crunches. I mean, I'm excited. But I usually go out. I'm going to get killed I by am. the car because I'm like, you know, there's the big group of them. And then I can see them like, okay, they want to go across it. Right. So I go out into the street. I do the same thing. Car, and, like, yeah. Right. And stand there like I telling actually, people to stop. I live in a great neighborhood. And when they trick or treat, everybody's parents are out. And they are like, all the kids get pushed to the sidewalk. Yeah. Parents are in the street to make sure the kids yeah. aren't getting hit. So they're really good. Yeah, really we do good. that too. Although my younger one is going trick-or-treating they're going by themselves this year oh. so a it's the first year i haven't gone trick-or-treating yeah it which is weird yeah in 15 years look when i'm not trick-or-treating i'm sitting on the lawn in a costume and scaring the shit out of as many kids as i can yeah. that's what i'm gonna do and i'm like okay <laughs> and then i'm like listen i'm not gonna be there to stand in the middle of the street so you have to pay attention because you do not you know and you're like, i know oh, like, oh my god so yeah. yeah um problem number four is blazing jack-o'-lantern burns this is right could you repeat that blazing Mm -hmm. jack-o'-lantern burns what the fuck is a blazing jack-o'-lantern burn a candle in a jack-o'-lantern like you like to put with your shop knives yes but i'm not getting burned from it well people do candle on average 860 fires i can't caused by halloween decorations were reported each year between 2009 and 2013. All right. So you're talking like they put the jack-o'-lantern near the crepe streamers and the house caught on fire. Someone trip? I, I'm getting All right. There. But we're not talking like I was lighting the candle to my pumpkin and scorched my face. No. All right. No. An accident. All right. I got to get in perspective yeah. here. Okay. Um, that was according to the National Fire Protection Association. 865 years each year. I could totally see that. Yeah. I can totally see that. Right. Um. And those fires were the cause of, on average, one death and 41 injuries each of those years. Mm. Crawwell says he has treated burn patients in the ER who have tripped and fallen onto pumpkins, over pumpkins, with the candle in them, lit them on fire. I don't mean to laugh. I know. Were they wearing those highly flammable well, 1970s yeah. costumes? <laughs> to avoid these burns, swap the lights out, like yeah. swap your tea lights out for the battery operator. They have the battery ones that look like they're flickering. I put a glow stick in them. Or glow stick. Put it. They have right. the. I mean, if you need a candle, but I look. The real, the real flame is really spooky. I'm not gonna lie. It's they have the flickering. flickering I know, battery. but the. I know. No, when someone burns to death on your lawn, when you're my not crepe like spider goes up in flames. Yeah. Okay, I never go. If you insist on an actual candle, Nicole, mm-hmm. I use Yankee candles, so they're in glass. Place it on a sturdy surface, not on your like half lawn. <laughs> Away from drapes, <laughs> decorations, and pathways, so no one trips. Over the pumpkin. Over the pumpkin and lights themselves on fire. Oh, my um, God. Parents. You're taking all the fun out of Halloween. Well, I'm just warning you. I'm just... All the fun. I'm just warning you. just shitty. Parents should buy flame-retardant costumes, um, like the ones we had in the like 80s. the 70s, where yeah. not only were you the in full a... plastic. Full plastic. Mask. Your parents were smoking while they got you in it. <laughs> you know, like, put this on. Put the fucking mask on, kid. We're going p- trick-or-treating. I'm suffocating. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. We're going. <sighs> Give me a hundred grand. I that. need a beer and I'm going to light my camel. Let's go. Lucky strikes in the pockets. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. 
and inform your children of the possible dangers of candles and jack-o'-lanterns. Just tell them, hey, see that pumpkin on Don't the Don't trip on it and set yourself Watch on out fire. for it. Yeah. yeah, It's probably an actual flame. Don't play with it. Yeah. Just put the little flickering ones in. Glow stick. Those aren't made you don't need a real. They blow out in the wind. You don't need a real candle. I put a Yankee candle in there. So not only is it gorgeous, it smells lovely when you go by my house. Outside? Yeah. Yep. We cop three pumpkins. They sit on my really uneven lawn. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's what I was picturing them. They're lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until our house burns down. No, they won't unless the cats brush by them. But well, that's just yep. Cats are assholes, so that's I know. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers, I'm going to set this safe place ablaze. <laughs> You'll let me out past nine. <laughs> um, problem number five. Costume catastrophes. Is that like a Janet Jackson, my nipple came out by accident? No, or that's is this a, um, like I set myself on fire because my costume's plastic? Set myself on fire. <laughs> Kids are running wild through the streets. Costume Costumes never fit right. They trip, fall, hopefully not on a jack-o'-lantern with an actual candle right. in it. And break a bone. This happens all the time. They're very common injuries. Um, and mostly from costumes are scrapes, bruises, bumps. When you see some of the costumes these kids are in, I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait till you... So... Okay. So Sam this year is this huge blow-up dinosaur, <laughs> which is hysterical. And when they run, like, people yeah. have seen them, like, online. It's the T-Rex. When they run, it's like... It looks like their butts are... It's hysterical. But I'm like, he's gonna... I can't. He's gonna... He's going to fall. He's going to break something. One of Garrett's first Halloweens, he's like four. He had this Frankenstein thing on. Mm-hmm. And when he would move his head, it didn't move. <laughs> he would be, he couldn't see. And he'd be like, Mom, where are you? And it was the funniest costume. So, of course, I let him out in the dark right, yeah. in that costume. Yeah. I kept having to move the, move the bolts to make, so you could see through the face. Hold on. Yeah, get like me, a yeah, I get your bolts. <laughs> The best yeah, this ever is a, he's definitely fallen. No, he just goes as food. He was pizza last year. No, he was pizza two years ago. Oh, I like that. I liked it. Um, if the fall's hot enough, when your child trips over their costume, um, they can end up with a concussion or a broken bone. Obviously, if the fall causes serious head and neck injuries, loss of consciousness, consciousness, or trouble breathing, or seizures, All right, please call me. Let's get a hold of ourselves here. We've Apparently got kids on happens. fire. Kids it happens. Seizures. It's fucking Halloween. Every year. Every year. Oh, my God. To reduce these injuries. Take it easy. Get a well-fitting costume that doesn't drag on the ground. I'm pretty sure... All of Sam's costumes have always dragged on. I am going to go as a hot featured Barrage. <laughs> so I should have a very fitted costume. It's very fitted. It won't drag at all. Make sure shoelaces are securely tied at all times. Also a problem I have with myself. Well, that, that could happen any day of the week. I mean, I don't know how he hasn't tripped and right. broken his face yet. Um, try not to obstruct vision with masks. Maybe use face paint instead. You could have painted them a Frankenstein. Well, then face. I'll use the same paint on my goddamn pumpkin. And we'll just have no fun at all in Halloween. There you go. Sam has poor vision, and he has to wear, you know, glasses (laughs) all the time. He has very little depth perception, very little peripheral vision. so cute. With the glasses on. Without them, it's like, forget forget it. it. But a couple, you know, he's had costumes where he can't really wear the glasses with a lot of the Halloween It's all about the look. I mean... You know, and I'm like, he has your glasses. He can't wear my glasses like that. I'm like, okay, fine. Now the kid is... Blind. Practically blind. No depth perception. Walk around in the fucking dock. <laughs> no glasses on. Costumes never fit right. You're on Kids your own, get a kid. mask on. I'm like, I don't know how we survived. And you just said he's going 12, alone yeah. this year, right? He's going alone is this he year. He can wear his glasses. Dog? No. 
can wear his glasses. This is a, I don't well, know how well he's going to see through the, he? Yeah, but he feels like he can't really see well in the oh, butt. That's not good. No. And he just got those. So, But he has grown up. The poor kid. Uh, <laughs> God help us. But I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck. You're right. It looks better so with all the glasses. So what is the rest of the crew going as if, he, if he's a T-Rex? And it's no a big idea. costume. It's huge. Yeah. I have no idea what they're going as. They're probably not even dressing up and he'll just be this T-Rex. I have <laughs> no idea. No idea. Um, if you do use face paint, you should test it on a small area first to make sure your child doesn't like, you know, pop up, pop up and have a yeah. serious reaction there. Um, accessories should be short and flexible. Like if your kid has a sword, which I believe... Sam had an oh, axe Oh, so I shouldn't give him my battle axe off the Right, wall. don't give him a real that wooden would be bad. one. Make sure it's, like, foamy and bendy. So if they do trip, it doesn't, like... I can't believe this has to even be said. It has to be said. I can't believe I know. Make sure they don't puncture themselves. And... I thought you said make sure they don't punch themselves. <laughs> that, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> happened, I'm sure. I can't stop hitting myself. <laughs> Crowell advises not to use decorative contact lenses anytime. Uh, because they can cause permanent eye damage. Really? Yeah. Like the what, what creepy ones? They yeah, you like know, a lizard or something? Yeah, like a cat eye or something. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he said don't ever use them. I couldn't even stand the thought of putting content lenses on. I don't mind that, but I just, mm, I'm all set. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't need me that. <laughs> Mike's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to give him decorative content lenses. <laughs> <laughs> going to make my brown eyes blue. <laughs> um, and the last problem. That oh, Crowell does. What problem is this going to be? I never would have I thought, thought of this one at all. Jesus. In a million years. I I can't even believe this has actually happened. Um, falling pumpkins <laughs> can cause serious injuries as well. Where the fuck are they falling from? They don't grow on trees. They're very heavy. So if they have them on a windowsill and someone's walking on you, a porch railing, they fall off a porch railing. The edge of your grass. If a small child is walking by the it's wall. It's on the ground. Just, What's it, it falling from? Roll off the Yeah, it's going to roll off. Ledge. It's going to be like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. again where it's going to land, land on right, a platform and then the flame, get shot up in the sky. It's going to be unbelievable. Some dope's going to be under it and gets cracked in the head. Yep. Come on. Some poor little kid. They're hollow. They're very heavy. They're hollow. Even if they're hollow. They're, no, they're not heavy when they're hollow. Mm. Come on. Anyways. Um, I've been hit with harder than that. So if they fall off of a porch or a windowsill, or if they are intentionally thrown at someone. Well, that, now, I grew up in Rivia. That could I happen. I mean, <laughs> smashing pumpkins. Yeah, That's that where that word, yeah. Um, they can cause serious injury and a huge mess. Well, they cause a huge mess, but what are the injuries? Well, a pumpkin falling You're going to walk away with a couple of new teeth? Uh-uh. <laughs> or being thrown at someone's head can cause a brain bleed. Oh, Mm. That's one hell of a fucking pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Which is a medical emergency. Yes, it is. Um, signs and symptoms can appear immediately or appear weeks after. They include a worsening headache, dizziness, confusion, vomiting, and a loss of consciousness. All right. This fallen pumpkin shit's a little bit of a stretch. I think that's more if you throw a pumpkin. I get the other ones. This one's a little sketchy. I, I mean, this is what they said. I'm not buying If any it. of those things happen, call 911. Right away. If a pumpkin was thrown at your head. If and you're I vomiting. am walking and I'm carving my pumpkin in the dark... Mm-hmm. And I slice my finger off, mm-hmm. and then I fall on the open candle I was going to use mm-hmm. and light myself on fire. Your poorly fitting costume and on fire. And my knife isn't fake, so I've fallen on the knife, mm-hmm. and it's sticking out of my neck. Mm-hmm. And somebody then decides to pick up the pumpkin I was carving and whip it up my head. I will and then you fall into the street and get hit by a car. Fall in the street and get hit yep. by a car. I will most certainly call that. Okay. I, I promise right. you. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Just, I'm just putting it out there. 
We want to be safe. We right. just I mean, want to be gotta safe. I mean, you got to be safe. Follow the rules. Just, uh, you know what? A lot of people are going to oh, comment. and if while all of that's going on, I'm eating something I'm highly allergic to. Right. And you're having trouble breathing. <laughs> I will call 911. Okay. I promise. Take an EpiPen first and then call I'll take my EpiPen first yes. before I suck down. I don't even, eggplant. I'm allergic to eggplant. I still eat it. Apparently, it's a mouth allergy. Yeah. Because I just get the tingles. Right. It's just the tingles. Sorry. Just get the tingles. But I'm not stopping eating them. Yeah. So another fear that people have on Halloween is candy tampering. They have this oh my irrational God. fear yeah. that you're going to be poisoned. And I die. have a girlfriend who literally buys candy, and her son's young enough. She switches it out so he doesn't know. No. My mother did check every single piece of I candy we ever had. Not I mean, I go through piece. it, but she sure literally, no like, razor blades, it. But Right. Also, has never really happened. And all those needles that people mm-hmm. find, it's the those people are putting them in right. themselves. Um, so anyway, so I found this article on Snow, Snopes. Dot com. You're going to tell me I said that wrong, right? I think it's oh, okay. Snopes. Snopes.com by Ethan Trex. Uh, he wrote it on 10-23-14. It's called A Brief History of People Tampering with Halloween Candy. Uh-oh. Yep. Um, so in 1974, an eight-year-old boy in Houston, Texas named Timothy O'Brien died of cyanide poisoning after trick-or-treating. Signs of acute cyanide poisoning are overall weakness, nausea, confusion, headache, Difficulty breathing. Or maybe we shouldn't say that out loud because my husband's in the room oh. and I may need to use this. Right. Later. Seizure. <laughs> loss of consciousness <laughs> and cardiac arrest. Poor Timothy had a pixie stick no, that was packed so with sad. cyanide. <gasps> Sick fuck did yeah. that. It looked like there was some psycho handing out poison. Cyanide. Cyanide mm. pixie sticks. Um, however, once the police started investigating, trying to figure out who it was, they found that Timmy's dad, Ronald Clark no, O'Brien, had no, recently no. taken out large insurance policies on both his children. Dickhead. Yeah. So on Halloween, he tried to give both of his kids and two other kids, you know, to cover it up so yeah. they wouldn't think. Let's kill four just right. to make sure. So it didn't look too obvious. The poison pixie sticks. But only Timothy took one. I would have been like, oh, I'll have all of theirs. I would have been in the back, like, and died in a half a second from all the cyanide. I love those things. Yeah. Those were the first things to go in the bag. I I love those paper shit on the Mm -hmm. end. Mm. Um, O'Brien was convicted and executed. Good. For the death. He he should have been executed with cyanide pixie sticks. I know. Bastard. It's a terrible way to die. Oh. Um, That must have been a lot of cyanide to kill a kid quick. Yeah, I don't know how much he had. I, I, I talk like I know. About fucking cyanide poisoning. But because I mean, don't the spies supposedly have little cyanide pills and they don't? Yeah, so they yeah, can okay. die. So I guess it doesn't take a lot. No. I take that all back. But a pixie stick. Probably a pixie stick. Yeah. He's little. He's eight. Mm. Um, obviously, this wasn't a random killer. It wasn't some psycho putting cyanide in everybody's right. candy. There's nothing really to worry about. This was like literally the only killing by poisonous Halloween candy they could find. And it wasn't <laughs> a random. It was like an intentional murder. So... What Don't worry idea, about though. the. I know. Don't worry about the candy tampering. I mean, check your kids' bag. Make sure it wasn't open. Just so it wasn't blade. in some like yeah, somebody's filthy house. Yeah, if it's open, I make house. them throw it out. If, if it's open, I make them throw really? it. Really? Because it's in someone's dirty ass mm-hmm. house, and their hands are on it. Mm-hmm. Don't eat that. And you don't know if they wash their hands after they went. To That's the really what you should worry about. I know. Yeah. Not oh, the, not this. N- none of those homemade popcorn balls. I mean, that's just gross. None of these apples. That they could have animals up on the counter while they're making popcorn balls in the caramel. Mm, imagine what that's everything sticking together yep. nope. a lot of bacteria trapped nope. in there oh my god no nope. so don't worry about that worry about running around in the dark make sure they have something visible on yes don't nothing flammable nothing flammable watch out for falling pumpkins yep 
Mm-hmm. Make what sure nobody you? throws a pumpkin at you. <laughs> I think, you know, just yeah. make sure none of your weapons are real. Carve a pumpkin with the carving tool With the little tiny get. shitty knives they yeah. give you in the kit yeah. that break the second you're going to put it in the pumpkin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. All right. There we go. Just be careful. So, happy Halloween on that note. Yeah. <laughs> careful. <Have laughs> Still my night. favorite holiday. You're not scaring me away with that I love shit. Halloween. I'm going to wear them. I'm going to go back to the 70s man. I'm going to be like fucking Wonder Woman. No, could you? Plastic Bobby drink. Bride was my favorite. Bobby Bride. The Bride. I never Bobby, Bobby was a bride. plastic smock. Well, you know. My favorite was when my mother would. We couldn't buy Halloween costumes all the time. And sometimes we'd make homemade Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. we'd be floozies. Oh. Nothing we'd like wear dressing, my mother's like slip. A hot featured Virago. And she'd curl our hair. And we'd go on trick or treat. You know, Laura, I think that's better than my mother with her 42 inch cigarette <laughs> telling me on Halloween day, listen, kid, go down the basement, get a garbage bag. You're going as a bag of trash this Halloween. <laughs> She fucking sent me out as a bag of trash. I might have been trashy, but I was no bag no, of trash. No, I was trash. What? I wasn't even trashy. I was flat out fucking trash. <laughs> I don't even think she duct taped the sleeves so it wouldn't rip through. I was a bag of trash for Halloween. <laughs> How do you do? Not a fairy princess. Not a goddamn Bobby bride. No. I was a bag of goddamn yes, trash. She like wadded up newspaper. I probably had cigarette butts in there. And <laughs> Wait, take the actual trash the, out with you. <laughs> and do the ashtrays roll around <laughs> In the 70s, man. My love you. But a bag of trash. We couldn't have come better than a bag of trash. I like it. Yep. So, um, and you wonder why I am the way I am. I was a bag of trash. Okay. So, on that note, we're wrapping up the Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. And next episode is on veterans because it's going to bring us to Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. And I think it might come out before November 10th. So, if it does, I just want to wish all you Marines a happy birthday right now before Mm -hmm. it's too late. Yep. And we're going to discuss um, different war injuries and the advances in medicine they've made. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be funny because veterans aren't funny. No. I mean, veterans themselves can be funny, right. but talking about their issues is not funny. No. Um, and then we'll bring you to Thanksgiving, which has some other issues that really aren't funny, but we'll make them funny. And um, yeah, so again, if you want to help us get big and you want to help us get going, Please um, write a little review for us. I don't care what you write on that review. Just like, subscribe, something. rate, and review. Yeah. If you don't even want to subscribe and rate, just review because they look at the numbers. We love you all. Yes. And we thank you for listening. Please have a very happy and safe Halloween. Very safe Halloween. Make sure you watch out for those falling pumpkins. You've been warned. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>